rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, what is going on here? How many Tara Busters in a row can we all handle? Hi, everyone. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. This is another weekday special. I figured, hey, what the hell? Since I have the time, and when I have the time, I'm going to try to do them, as many as possible, to give the the people, give the people what they want. I'm just kidding. Give the people a reason to support the show. The more that the more supporters we get, the more tarot busters we can do. That's just that's just the way it is in this world. You got to live in this goddamn world. You got to pay bills. Everybody's got to get paid, especially in the United States of serfs and lords. Nothing is free. Well, some things are free. You can be kind. That's free. You can be... You can go to the library. I mean, we pay taxes. That's free. I mean, not the taxes, but the library. You can go to the library and you can learn. There's so many things about the world. This is what's so... Sometimes when I get down about the world, in general, I mean, in the existential existential crisis of being alive and contemplating one's, uh, you know, impending exit from Earth and how short life really is. I, that's what I think. What, it, what makes me very sad about being alive... I mean, I like being alive. I mean, about the uh, how short life is, is that there's so much, so many cool things in the world to learn about, to think about, to be involved in, and there's just never enough time. There will, there will not be enough time to do it all. And that is why, on top of everything else, the, that's one of the reasons I hate Twitler. I hate um, that asshole basically. I hate him. Yes, I should be a better person. I should be more compassionate. But uh, uh, I'm not compassionate to an arrogant, ignorant, uh, willfully ignorant asshole who is destroying the planet. Why should I, uh, I? I don't have compassion for that. I have compassion for his victims. I have a, I have a bit of compassion for his dupes, the people who vote for him, uh, not not much though. I have to tell you, because there there's been plenty of time to to wake up and come around to what the hell is going on. Maybe in the beginning, but I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe before right as he went down the escalator, before he stepped up to the mic and started to say, Mexicans are rapists and and murderers bringing. Bringing, bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. That period of time from, the, from when he stepped on the escalator, went down the escalator and stepped up to the mic and said that bullshit, I, I, you had ample time to come to your senses. Any, any time after that, enough is enough. If you're still on that fucking Trump train to nowhere, you're, you're, you're just... You're a willfully ignorant dupe. You're, I guess, more afraid of the scary complex world than you are 
willing to really look at yourself and understand what a dupe you are. People are victims of con men and women. In fact, one of the, one of the things I like doing in, in my spare time, which isn't much, but not, not many spare, not much spare time, but a lot of times when I'm working, I'll, I listen to things, I'll listen to podcasts, I'll listen to books on tape, I'll listen to the news in the background, MSNBC, and uh, another thing I listen to is this, is a, is a live stream from somebody called Kit Boga, who is a, he, he's a scam baiter. I'm just fascinated by that. So he calls up the scammers. We've all, we've all received these phone calls. I'm sure you have as well. Every goddamn day, I get a phone call from somebody speaking Chinese. Uh, I'm sure you've gotten that. I got the one with telling me I was going to be under arrest, that the, there was a warrant out for my arrest. There's, the IRS is after me. We, I'm sure we've received these phone calls. Well, I, uh, this this person called Kit Boga, he, you can check him out on Twitch and YouTube. He'll he uses a voice distorter that makes him sound himself different. He does different accents, but my favorite is this old lady that he does, and he keeps the scammers on the phone sometimes all day, and it's a, a matter of keeping them on the phone so. They, they're not out there scamming other people, but this is a, this is a real industry and of scammers, and they mostly originate in India. But anyway, so I listened to him, and I said to a friend of mine who is older, an older person, I was telling her about this podcast about Kit Boga and his, uh, what he does, and I said, I can't believe anybody falls for that scam, and she confided in me that she had fallen for that scam, that someone called her up and said that she was going to have a, a warrant put out for her arrest and the IRS, she, needed, she had to pay the IRS and she had to go get a couple of Google Play cards. She ended up giving this, this asshole, this scam bastard, around $4,000. And that's $4,000 she doesn't have. She's on a fixed income on social security you know so um and i i was very i felt really bad that uh i said that how who can who could fall for these things but people do they fall for it because she said what happened was because she's an elderly person so she got a phone call from somebody who is in a purported state of uh, or a position of authority so she immediately felt like it, that it was legitimate that somebody was calling up saying that she was under arrest and go to the uh, the store and get Google Play cards. But it was all because she said that the guy kept telling her that there there were there was a warrant. And then when her son came in the room and was like, "What are you doing?" And she was, she shooed him away because the guy on the phone kept saying, don't talk to anybody else. Yeah, this is officer so-and-so. So people will do things on, uh, because, and we've, we've, we've had studies done that if those, uh, if people are, um, position themselves as an authority figure that other people will 
do stupid things that you you wouldn't imagine and also atrocious things like there was that that case where and I think they did it on Law and Order. They they did a uh, reenactment of what of it on Law and Order, where the the person called up the fast food joint and had the guy, the manager, basically sexually sexually assault one of the workers there, uh, but on the phone, saying this was Sergeant So and So, where this person here has committed a crime. So you need to strip search her. And, uh, but this is all because people, you know, I don't know, I guess uh, it goes to show you. And then, of course, you have the, the uh, Stanford prison uh, experiment where right after it was pretty, uh, pretty much, uh, I think it was in the 60s or 70s now, but it was uh, studying authoritarianism and, and fascism. How could something like what happened in Germany, how could that happen, and, and could that happen here? It wasn't, it wasn't a uniquely German thing going on. It was a uniquely human thing where we were, we're all susceptible to, to being manipulated, maybe some more than others, but anyway, you know, and then there was another study where people would shock others to some to the point of death and, uh, they still did it, or seemingly death. They said, okay, this, this shock is going to kill the person on the other side, and they did it anyway. But uh, this is what we're up against, it's, and that's why uh, democracy and being, being a, a member of a society that is the, uh, a constitutionally limited democratic republic takes cultivation, it takes education, it takes each other, to help each other bring out the best in each other and also guard against the authoritarian tendencies that some people have. Uh, and so, you know, um, they uh, have the, uh, the right-wingers have, I, I mean, the, what's so um, upsetting is it's really the hypocrisy, watching the hypocrisy unfold before our very eyes uh, with uh, in regard to Trump no matter what Trump does and and as I always say Trump is not the problem he is just a symptom of the bigger problem which is the right wing the the Republican Party and the other problem is the Democratic Party how much longer are we going to take it are we going to allow the Democratic establishment to take it it's really sickening. So when when Twitter comes out uh, now with the hurricane going on and him with the we, with the Sharpie gate, could you imagine if Obama did something like that? Now everything that Trump does, we have to we have to uh, propose that question again or pose that question. What would the Republicans do if Obama did something like that? If he took a map and try to scare members of, uh, I guess, uh, another state, people in another state. What, you know, people are walking around in Alabama. They're, they're confused enough. They don't need that asshole 
to go in and tell them to start getting ready, get their go bag ready, because the hurricane is uh, is bat- barreling down on them. They just might be a victim of a hurricane. I mean, they're already confused enough to vote for that asshole. But it doesn't matter what what he says, that he lies right to their faces. He takes the misinformation. We And we already know that he's given out classified information to 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 uh, the Israelis. He God knows he's probably given classified information to the Russians. We know that. And uh, he's altering maps, which is also... And also, um, apparently, uh, um, what are you calling? Giving a a a false weather report is a crime so cuz that could affect that can affect the economy that can affect people's jobs it, it affects people's lives so him telling the people of Alabama to get ready you know you never know i mean yeah you never goddamn know do, do you but uh he has a responsibility to not lie and then when he, instead of just saying, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, that would have been the end of it. Oh, I, I got it confused. I, I meant Georgia. I, I, I apologize. Whatever the fuck. Instead of just saying, I, am, I made a mistake, he draws in a, a, a Sharpie line. Now, um... He then, apparently, he said he doesn't know who drew the Sharpie line in because he's a fucking liar. He, of course he knows who, the, who drew it in. It was him. And for the media to say that so-called President Trump doesn't know who put the Sharpie line there, that's pretty goddamn disingenuous. They should say he said he doesn't know who put the goddamn Sharpie line there. But the fact is, given his track record, we, ha- we can make an educated guess that it was him. He is a sociopath. That is one of the telltale signs of being a sociopath. We know that. But the fact is, why do we have, why, why do we allow a sociopath to continue to drag us through his manias? But, the, but that, what he did there is the telltale sign of a sociopath, which is, for, I, it's, I, I know this from, I'm not an expert, but I read a book, you know, much something that Donald Trump has never done. I read a book. I read a few of them uh, over my lifetime. Uh, Donald Trump has never, he's, he's not intellectually curious enough to read a fucking book. But there was a book I read. I was curious about the subject. I read The Sociopath Next Door by Margaret Stout, I believe, of, um, if I remember correctly. But... Anyway, she was a she's a doctor who who would see patients, and uh, as people would come in, devastated lives, and they would talk about their husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever people who had really harmed them, and she found it curious that in all of the discussions that they had about the 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 people who had done them wrong and and wounded the her patients uh, emotionally and sometimes uh you know more than that but uh you know, robbing from them cheating on them treating them like less than human beings but uh no one ever assumed that they would always say oh well he had a terrible childhood or make all kinds of excuses for the their behavior but they would never 
they would never assume that the other person doesn't have the same feelings as them, as normal people, as most people, because that's the, that's the way we were made. You, the goddess of nature made us so we are connected, that we have empathy for each other, that we, that, uh, we are an interdependent species, and empathy is an integral part of that. So we can proceed and evolve together. So we can progress together. And if someone's a sociopath, that is an aberration. That's a sickness, not only to them, but to the, the, the entire of our species, the, the collective. What are they, what, what they, um, you know, selfishness is not um, something that we, traditionally venerate unless you're an Ayn Rand acolyte because we are an interdependent species we live uh, you don't have you don't give out uh, medals to selfishness somebody who runs I mean just look at the medals of honor we give out to soldiers it's uh, you never see a selfish soldier getting a medal of honor these are people that sacrifice their lives that that put their lives on the line and uh, for the for the group that uh, these are the heroic stories that we like to share and, and, and hold up as examples to, uh, to the rest of us. This is because that is, uh, those are the behaviors of people who help us all advance, advance and advance. What am I saying? I'm making up words, but you know what I'm saying? But Trump as a sociopath, he's, he's, not um not he should not be president i mean they they've done n numerous studies that many titans of industry are that they are sociopaths or psychopaths even uh, but, and that's why they can they rise up in the corporate ladder and they ca because they don't care they don't care about laying off people with families they don't give a shit They're, it's all about them as long as they can make money and and uh whatever the else they 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 need to do they want it you know as long as they can accumulate for themselves everybody else can be damned but one of the besides that not giving a shit about anybody but themselves which trump has in spades we know that this is somebody that um doesn't pay his bills he doesn't pay his workers much less contractors. He couldn't pay the bank, for, for Christ's sakes. They had to put him on a goddamn allowance. He's a con man. That's why one of, you know, con men are, are very much, are often um, sociopaths as well because they don't give a shit. They'll sell you shit and call it uh, the miracle cure, right? And they don't care what it does to you. They have no remorse. And um, anyway, so... For Trump to lie, so uh, he 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 prolifically lies, as we know. I don't know what the what the count is now. I know who's who's keeping track. It's the Washington Post, is it, or is it Times? Has a has the list of Trump's lies. Let me see. Trump lies. I'm just looking it up. Hold on. Is it the Washington Post? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, Trump list well many of them let's see. washington post trump has made more than 12,000 false or misleading claims this was in uh, uh um updated in august but 
let me just get to the point. One of the telltale signs of a sociopath is that, for instance, in the book, The Sociopath Next Door, she puts the example like this. A child. If you have a child that you, you catch them literally with their hands in the cookie jar and you say, I told you not to steal those cookies and the, the kid is sitting there with his hands in the cookie jar saying, I didn't put my hand in the cookie jar. I didn't steal any cookies. But it's clearly right in front of your face. They're lying to your face. And that's what Trump does every day because the reason the sociopath does that, it's because they believe themselves to be superior to everyone else. So you will believe their bullshit. No No matter how much it stinks, you will buy it because you are an inferior creature. So that is Trump to a T. You're inferior. What is, who else could sell a, a scam, a vitamin scam, where, to a, a non-FDA-approved vitamin scam to his fellow Americans? Who else doesn't give a shit about tax cheating and going around proclaiming himself the greatest billionaire on, on God's green earth, yet who, uh, you know, really uh, does nothing but his, his business is fraud. His business is cheating on his taxes. That's how he made his money. Besides being handed his money by daddy, he, he kept himself in uh, funding these, these bullshit projects of his, which he's just a shitty businessman, by figuring out ways to siphon money from his daddy's business tax-free. That is the Trump brand, okay? It's not putting his name on everybody else's buildings. It's, uh, it's being a gangster. Being a fraud. He's not even a gangster, honestly. He's, he's, he wishes he was a gangster. He's a fraudster. He's just a scammer. So, and we know that. And um, so every day when something like this happens, I'm like, I'm not, it's not just him that I'm annoyed at. It's also, clearly it's the Republican Party. They're just so full of shit, it's beyond belief. How much are we going to take with these Republicans? It's not, so let's not get, let them off the hook, okay? The Republican Party needs to own this monster, that they created, that they inflicted upon us because they're, you know, oh, fuck. I'm just, I just realized that, uh, this stupid, of course, uh, YouTube isn't, there's no, uh, stupid stream going out. Or maybe it is. Let me see. Waiting, it says. Where is it? Is there, are people what, listening to this? Is the show on the air? Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Guys, I don't know what's going on with YouTube. I really... I, I can't apologize because I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like when I'm, I'm seeing the screen, it says waiting for RDT Daily. That's all it says. So I don't see... I'm glad it's going out there, but I don't, it's according to what I'm saying, there's nothing there. I don't know what YouTube did, but they changed something and they really messed up my, 
everything. Everything that I had. They, they, all my settings, everything that was working is not working anymore. But as long as we're out there, as long as you guys are there and we can see, I see the text. I see the chat, but no video. Usually I can see the video, too. So all I see is a screen that says waiting for RDT Daily Media. So, all right, as long as we're going. Keep talking, keep talking. Yes, so, all right, let me see. Now, as I, w- I'm, I'm not sure how long the show is going to go today. It might be, we might end at 5.30, we might end at 6, it depends. All right, this is, that's the way it is on the weekday specials. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It's very loose. I don't have to make it a two-hour show. When I do the Saturday show, it has to be two hours because it has to go on Progressive Voices. So, that and they have a two-hour window for me. And all right, yeah. So as far as uh, Republicans now, what what I what is so fascinating is how. It doesn't matter what Twitter does. I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Let me find this video here. Uh, Geraldo Rivera was on Fox News, on uh, Fox and Friends this morning, saying, uh, basically, let me, I'll just play the video. He was, t- he was saying that Trump, Trump is being picked on too much. He's just so picked, picked on by everyone. First of all, in terms of the storm hitting Alabama, and then earlier in the week, the president uh, saying he probably never even heard of a Cat 5 storm. This is all clear to me. What What is happening is that this president gets the worst press of any president in the history of the republic. Everything he says and does is cross-checked and and scrutinized yep. to reveal him to be stupid, or uninformed, or a liar. Uh, you know, it is it is very frustrating to see how other news networks okay. obsess. Wait about- a minute. Did you hear what I heard? That's the fucking first true thing that Geraldo Rivera ever said. He said everything Trump says gets scrutinized to reveal him to be stupid, uninformed, or a liar. Yeah! Everything Trump says gets scrutinized to reveal who the fuck he is. Gets scrutinized. I, you, you, wanna, you want scrutiny? Let's talk about Obama's tanned suit. He, they, they literally called him a traitor for wearing a tanned suit. They said that it was disrespectful. To the, I, we had a, um, I can't remember who, one of, uh, ISIS murdered a, um, they said it was disrespectful to the murdered, uh, the victim of uh, ISIS, I feel bad saying, I don't know, I can't remember the guy's name, but that's what, that's who Republicans are. Obama's tan suit was tantamount to treason, but treason is, uh, is, being picked on? He's being picked on. I'm not saying that Trump altering the, uh, the, the map is treason. It's not. It's, it's him. It's against the law. It's also incredibly, I mean, I mean, it's really a crime because what the president says, it has, has weight. So if you're telling the people of Alabama, a, a hurricane is coming, that's, that is something that will alter their lives. They, there will be people that will go in a panic. Oh, my God. I mean, I'd like to go and interview these people in Alabama and see who was affected. Or did they just ignore him? 
I don't know. It would be interesting to find out. So, yeah, let's just forgive, uh, as Hi-Fi guy, guy says on the, on the chat, forgive us for reporting all the stupid things Trump does and, and says. It's, it's, uh, isn't that the job of the media? Could you, they, they called Obama everything but a mother's son, these mother effers. For, for being an intelligent human being. But Trump's stupidity is supposed to be, um, you know, we're all supposed to look the other way, that the president, that the so-called president of the United States is an effing, tediously petty little moron that doesn't give a shit who he, who he manipulates. I mean, that goes to show you how much Republicans hate this country. They hate America, and they hate the people they pretend to represent because they're not actively serving them. They're not representing them. It's, it's, mal, it's, it's political malpractice to tell a, uh, the people of, a certain, of, a, of any state that they should be prepared for a storm that isn't heading in their direction. You know, it's 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 uh it's not just disingenuous. It's 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 disgusting and it's criminal. So, what did you don't know who they put in a panic in that state? For fuck's sake. So let me let me just rewind this a little. Reveal him to be Wait here a little bit more. Is, is cross-checked and every of the republic. Everything he says and does is cross-checked and and scrutinized yep. to reveal him yep. to be stupid, or uninformed, or a yeah. liar. Uh, you know. It's cross-checked and scrutinized to reveal him to be stupid, uninformed, and a liar. Yes, that's the job of the press, motherfucker. I mean, not that you would know, Geraldo, because you're nothing but a fascist mouthpiece. But the job of the press is to scrutinize the people who are supposedly representing this grand experiment in liberal democracy, the, uh, that where the, the press is the only profession enshrined in the Constitution to do, because it is such a, a vital part of having a free society. Everything he says is scrutinized to, uh, yeah, bitch, of course it is. He's the fucking president. Everything. Oh, no, let's. He's not just the fake reality TV show star or star. And I say that loosely. It's uh, I mean, that would be a different story. He's the effing president. What he says can manipulate markets. And in fact, he tried to manipulate the stock market. That's what he his whole thing said when he said that the Chinese had called and said they want to make a deal. Let's make a deal. I, I can't stand this whole, I got to make a deal. Deal. Whenever he says deal, because he's a shitty deal maker. He sucks at making deals. I make better deals, and I hate making deals. I just want to pay what they say, okay? I'm not a, I'm not a deal maker. It's, uh, but now I never purported to say I was. And so, but Trump is a liar. He said that the Chinese called him to, to have a deal uh, about these tariffs that he's inflicting on everyone. But the fact is, the Chinese never calls him, but he was doing it to manipulate the markets. And he knew that. Because he's, he's that much of a crafty little con man. That's all he gives a shit about. It's all about... It's not about making America great or or jobs, 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 or whatever the fuck else they say, keeping people safe. 
please, if, if it was about keeping people safe, we wouldn't have babies shot in the fucking face in this country. I mean, all it would take is one baby shot in the face, and that would be that. We would be like New Zealand, like a civilized country, and get rid of these effing assault weapons, despite the fact that Meghan McCain likes to play like she's in the army, though she can't do one fucking push-up. I hate these people. It is, it is very frustrating to see how other news networks obsess about any misstep or misstatement misstep. the president makes. It's not a misstep. It's a lie. It's not a misstep. He's, it's a misstep to say, uh, Alabama, get ready. And it's a, it's a lie to say, oh, I, uh, you're in the line of fire. I'm not lying. Everybody else is. That's the lie. It's, uh, he could have said, oops, I made a misstep. I meant to say Georgia. I meant to say whatever the fuck. I don't know my geography. I'm stupid. I had all everything handed to me, but yet I'm still an ignorant moron. I went to the best schools, but I'm stupid. Um, that's what makes him even more stupid. You know what I mean? I, I can't, you can't blame some people. They don't have the opportunities. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not allowed to go to the best schools. They're not, uh, they're not pushed into uh, legacy appointments to the, uh, the greatest schools in, in the effing country. But you know what I mean? But, but Trump has, and, all, and George W. Bush for that matter too, they had everything handed to them. And they're still willfully ignorant. That makes it even worse. You have the best schools, the best teachers, at your disposal, and you're still an ignorant troll. That's the best you can do is be a Twitter troll. How do you go through college and you're at the top of your class, according to, tr to Twitler? He says, I'm a, I went to Wharton. I went to all these amazing schools. And, but you graduated at the top of your class, even though you called up all your old alma maters, threatening to sue them if they release your transcripts, but whatever. Um, but you still don't know how to, which, where to put your, or Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. You don't know how, where, there, there, and there. You know what I mean? It's like, there, this, that, that's just willfully stupid. That's pathological. Pathologically stupid. Even to the exclusion of doing important reporting on this big natural disaster. So I, I think that the president really uh, gets unfortunately and unfairly mugged by, <laughs> by the media in a way that is uh, beyond, uh, beyond parallel, beyond compare. Beyond compare. He gets unfortunately mugged? Are you serious? Now, I, I have to play this. This is, my, is a little long, but we'll, we'll break in here. Um, uh, uh, this is a... Uh, this is actually, it's about a year old, but it was put together by the Huffington Post. Uh, a, a montage. It's a, 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 and it's not even, it's just the tip of the iceberg of Republicans attacking Obama. President Obama did not Not my president, him. the Manchurian candidate couldn't destroy us faster. So I shamelessly say no. I want him to fail. Headed towards socialism, fascism. They're marching us towards 1984. Are you confident, 100% confident, that Barack Obama can do this job? He wants to transform exceptional private enterprise America into neo-socialist Europe. Socialism. Socialist. Socialist. Socialism would be... You notice that was, uh, that was, what's his face, Joe, uh, Mr. Uh, Anti-Trump now? 
Don't don't be fooled. That with Joe Scarborough, socialist, calling Obama a socialist for what? They that's the whole thing. Even when Pete Buttigieg said on the on the debate stage, what is the difference? They're gonna call us socialist anyway. We might as well uh, champion policies that work and that that are for the good of the American people. Any time we take any any inkling to do anything about income disparity or to help people not born on third base thinking they hit a triple or not born with a fucking trust fund or whatever they uh the republicans are going to cry socialist they've been crying socialist forever and honestly it's good i'm really glad that bernie is out there calling himself a socialist because it's a we need to disarm these assholes of their of the of this tedious charge uh, any time that we do anything they called uh, they called medicare socialists they called social security socials of course it is we are a social uh, you know we're a social species for fuck's sake they don't like socialists they don't like being social then go go away this is what i always i'll go back to the video in a second but I always say about Republicans and all and for instance, like the like the Koch brothers and all these assholes that don't want to pay taxes or pay their fair share. And they don't they they want all the benefits of society, but they don't want any of the responsibilities. So if you don't like society, you don't want to you want you don't want to pay the price of admission to being in society. You don't want uh, to be a part of of uh, of civilization, then get the fuck out. Go to a desert island. Why are you here? Why are you among human beings? You know what I mean? They want, but they because they want the benefits of society. They want, but they don't want to pay for it. That's what it is. They want us all to go along with their bullshit. That's why they manipulate the working class idiots who vote for them into thinking that, uh, you know, they're not free unless, uh, whatever, they, the, unless a billionaire can ride them to the bank unfettered by pesky regulation. It's such a mind fuck, and that's all it is. And it gets me so irritated that these asshole Republicans, these average Joes, fall for it. You know, you, that's, that's why Republicans don't want an, a, um, a public education. They don't want us to have, they don't like public libraries, anything public, whatever, because they don't want their dupes to catch on just how much they're being manipulated. It's the same story over and over and over again. That's why they don't want, they don't want them to learn about history. Go learn about Jesus. Go read the ancient book of fables. That's all they need. That's why they want prayer in schools and they want to dismantle public education because they don't want us to have a common story about democracies, about how democracies are fragile, how they fail, how we can stop an authoritarian asshole from rising into the, the highest office in the land, how we're in this together. They don't want us to learn that shit. You know what I mean? They want to have their little factions all homeschooled, uh, scared about, uh, you know, two people with the same genitals having a marriage contract or whatever, or somebody making a cake. All this shit that really doesn't matter. But, you know, Republicans, that's, this is, it's the game. It's a game. While 
they ride us to the bank. That's, that's the game. That, and they know it. They, they don't give a shit. If, if, being, if, it were the, uh, if the shoe were on the opposite foot, if it were that, they, uh, that it was politically advantageous for them to champion gay marriage, they would do that. Or champion whatever it might be. They, if it was politically advantageous, let's say uh, renewable energy was was uh, funding were, were funding their campaigns, or taking them out and having them sip three hundred and fifty dollar bottles of wine, they would all be for renewable energy. Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it's completely transactional. Everything that they do, and the transaction is. Me, me, me. I got mine. I got mine. Sucks to be, oh well. And they'll, they'll cry some fucking co- crocodile tears on occasion pretending to care when they don't give a shit about anything uh, but themselves. So, I mean, even in the, in, in the case as uh, we see with Twitter, scaring an entire state into uh, reacting to a hurricane that's not coming their way. How is that not an impeachable offense? Honestly, the, the list it goes on and on. What do you think they would do if Obama did that? I mean, really. They, uh, they would, let me see, resume the last video. Here we go. Let's, let's just continue. Step up. When are we going to wake up and start fighting the fascism? These guys are... They're... Fighting the fascism. That, this is what is so amazing to me, that they're... The, when this is not that long ago, they they called Obama a fascist, Obama an authoritarian, Obama he's a king. Remember, he wanted to be a king. He thinks he's uh, what were they calling him? An emperor, Emperor Obama, with his executive orders. Then, but Trump with his executive orders, that that's fine. Trump, literally stroking the swords of dictators, that's fine. Going around embarrassing us to, with fellow democracies, that's fine. Um, I mean, s- sullying our good name all over the world, genuflecting to Putin, a, an autocrat who hates democracy, who attacked our elections and, it can, and continues to do so. I mean, it's like this is why when... Joe Biden says, I'm going to work with these people. I, my head wants to explode. Because really, honestly, how could you work with... You have to know it for what it is. Who's the communist? Obama. Welcome to the USSA. We have a chapter in here, is Obama a socialist? We have a president and a Bolshevik... Democratic Congress. President Obama, are you listening? Uh, this is the most greatest wealth destruction I've seen by a president. Countries. It'd be like Hitler playing golf with Netanyahu. I feel like we are talking to the Germans after uh, an, um, Hitler comes to power. This is what Hitler did with the SS. They're the enemy. Who's the enemy? Uh, Obama! You just think he doesn't care, huh? I think that he... No, I, I really don't. I think if I may say so, there's just too many people who are not going to vote for a black candidate. But, um, especially a black angry candidate, oh who has God. a deep-seated hatred for white people. See, that's... There you go. That's what it is. They're tickling the racist funny bones of these poor white victims. These poor straight white male victims. That's... the. It's Republican victimitis in full effect. They're losing their privilege, and because they're they're afraid, without their privilege, who the fuck would they be? Like, who would Trump be? 
without his privilege. And, and you can't say that he does not have white privilege. Look at how, the way they treated Obama. They call him, uh, uh, no one's going to vote for a black man, especially an angry one. I mean, honestly, do, are the, do, they, they, do these people have eyes, ears, or, or, or fucking brain? Because I remember all during the Obama years, I was hoping and praying that he would get angry for once. But of course, he, he wasn't afforded that privilege because he was a black man. He had to walk that fine line. He, can't, he couldn't scare the little white cowards like Glenn Beck. I mean, but it doesn't matter what he did or does or what we do because they will target us with these, these uh, disingenuous monikers anyway. Ugh. I think he is using racial anxiety for political gain. This guy is, I believe... Wait, well, who's using racial anxiety for political gain? Obama? No, it's the fact that he was elected. That is what, is what made them racially uh, anxious. You see, he should never have been elected. It's the White, White House, buddy. Right? That really freaked them out. Racist. He did make a very racist comment. I've got a president who I believe actively dislikes people like me. We have to bend over, grab the ankles, bend over forward, backward, whichever. I mean, calling Dr. Freud with these. That's why I always say when uh, I try to avoid the the statement, shove it down our throats. That's that's because the Republicans use that all the time, especially anything that they well, when they were talking about Obamacare. Oh, he's shoving it down our throats. And I, I would just be like, hello, well, Freud would have a field day with these freaks. Because his father was black, because this is the first black president. Core ties to the African continent. His having grown up in Kenya. He is defending racists. And when you defend racism and defend racist acts, it's, it's virtually the same. Go ahead, say it. So what the i'm sure that i mean i don't know what the hell is he talking about so obama was defending racist acts and you know what he was talking about is there they were calling obama a racist against white people that's what if you just look through trump's twitter feed or these right-wing fascist any of their their social media they only use the the term racist in in when referring to black people when it's it's just ridiculous. There's never been a law against that black people have written against white people to disenfranchise them from having a seat at the table. So they're, they're, it's impossible. Yes, white people can be bigots. They can have preconceived notions about things and, and people, and they can be misinformed and they can be ignorant. So, But... That being a racist is a different story. Racism is implied uh, power. Do you have the power to systematically oppress someone, to oppress a group of people based on the color of their skin or whatever it may be, whatever their minority trait du jour that, that, that uh, upsets you, that tickles you? in the wrong way. What's with all the hoods in it? Do we really have to have him in the white hizzy? That's what that bitch just said. Do we really have to have him in the white hizzy? And that but of course they're not racist. <clears throat> and that's why when I, at that CPAC convention they had that con they had that that seminar 
Do, are you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? These, they're in denial. It's the same thing when I was at that Minds event. I'm just sick of everyone calling me a Nazi, or that guy said to me. I'm sick of everybody being called, of everybody calling me a Nazi. Well, what the fuck are you saying to be called a Nazi? No one's just, just not walking around going Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. What are you doing? No one's calling me a Nazi. Kind of a boys in the hood handshake. This is not the guy that oh, you invite to the White House All the for races. poetry reading. What he's trying to do is to create, is to rekindle the sense of black victimization. How does increasing taxes count as spending cuts in your world, Mr. Obama? Maybe in Kenya. President say Trayvon could have been me 35 years ago. I guess because what he was part of the Chum gang and he smoked pot and he did. Wow, you see, not you. That's what the other thing that Republicans are deathly afraid of. So when, when President Obama said about the shooting of Trayvon Martin that that could have been me, he, he looked like me, that I could have been shot like, like that, like what happened to Trayvon. And th this all uh, the Republicans went nuts because they cannot afford for the American people to have that much-needed conversation about race, that there are black Americans or, any, or Americans who are non-white who have a very different American experience than those sitting in the fucking ivory tower at Fox News or, or, or Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity doesn't have to worry about walking down the street in a hoodie getting stalked by a, a racist and shot dead for no good reason. And, right, and white assholes celebrating it because, oh, um, it's like the pre-crime unit. He must, he will, he'll do something anyway. That's really how they justify it. He must have done something somewhere. He will, he'll uh, he, give him time, you know? I mean, I remember when Trayvon Martin was shot, they, they were putting out, of course, because they, they're liars, they, they were spreading... The, they were showing images of what was supposed to be Trayvon Martin, like holding a gun and shit like that, because you're supposed to be afraid of him, a child. You were supposed to be like, oh, good. Good thing they shot that asshole George Zimmer Zimmerman shot a child, you know, because you're supposed to be afraid. We can't have that conversation. Why, Amer why black Americans are afraid. They have a different experience when the, the, uh, the lights go on behind them when they're getting pulled over in a car. They, I don't, uh, when that happens to me, I'm like, oh, fuck, what did I do? I don't want to pay a ticket. I never fear that I'm going to be shot dead. That's not the experience, though, of many of our fellow Americans, Jim, just for the mere fact of the color of their skin, which is ridiculous, really, when you think about it. The, uh, there, there's only one race. There's a human race. And some people have dark pigment, some people have light pigment, some people have blue eyes, some people have brown eyes. I mean, it's just so effing stupid for people to ha hold these views because somebody has different pigment. It's so ridiculous. It's like, I, it's like having a phobia against black cats or something, something that has, it's really a distinction without a difference. It doesn't matter. There's no, there is only one race. There's a human race and we are all connected. For fuck's sake. But that's, woo, woohoo, right over their heads. They don't like that. 
not the so you have the little the small minded Republicans who follow these dupes over the cliff. These are lemmings. They they would yeah. Uh, if Trump said gave them a cone of shit, they'd lick it. If he said it was ice cream, you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. They tell them they believe this this con man, but the whole thing is a con. It's a game. And believe me, when we have a president, Bernie Sanders is gonna go off the rails. But the but you know honestly, I believe that Bernie Sanders as a president. This is my wish. I wish that Bernie and Elizabeth will run together. And we'll have, we'll finally, we'll have a new New Deal. And I do believe that that might help actually heal some of the divide. And because when the Republicans go nuts that he's a socialist, he's going to say, yeah, so fucking what? And we're going to continue to evolve and uh we're gonna have our green new deal and we're going to expand social security and have medicare for all and you know so what it's almost like i feel like fdr that when he was uh, if you look at the map when fdr was elected he won all but one state so uh anyway whatever that's me thinking that I really believe that that's what would happen because uh, there will come a tipping point where all it's like when uh, the tobacco industry I don't know why is this Sean Hannity fucking still up there but the uh, tobacco industry uh, uh, there came a tipping point where people knew that the tobacco industry was peddling lies it's the same thing it's all it's like now that uh the Republican Party, they're not as, I mean, they are, but they, they're not as homophobic in a sense, right? They're not peddling openly, and they, although they are, but, but because they're, they're reaching out to their evangelical assholes, right? But they're, but the fact is they're not getting the same bang for, for their buck by being openly gay anymore. I mean, openly anti-gay, <laughs> please. I wish they would be openly gay because then they, it's just, it's, that's part of the Republican de- manias. They, that's why you can go to the Republican, you can go to a CPAC convention or uh, go to a Republican convention and, and just throw, randomly throw a, I would say throw a rock, but I'm not advocating violence. I'm saying throw whatever, throw a, fling a rubber band into the air and it'll hit, randomly hit, a, cl- a self-loathing, closeted gay person. And uh, that's because it takes courage to live an authentic life. And if you're in the closet, you know, uh, the Republican Party is, a, is the place to be, I suppose. But anyway, yeah, this is uh, the how to not sound racist. That was, <laughs> this is a, this, that is the title of a, of a panel at CPAC. I just Googled as I was talking, are you tired of being called a racist when you're not? And this is what came back in 2013. The Tea Party sponsored panel called Trump the race card. Are you sick of being called a racist when you're not? (laughs) The short answer was provided by this panel, which was run by 
Carl Smith, an African-American father and grandfather who started the Conservative Messenger in 2009 and who has appeared on the 700 Club and the Huckabee Show. Ugh. I bet you the Huckabee Show doesn't have to beg for patrons, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? We know the 700 Club doesn't have to. I should have got into the God business. No, not that I'm doing this as a business. I'm really not. I would like to get funding so we can, because I believe in spreading the message of a new progressive, of the progressive solutions that built the middle class in the first place and that will rebuild a middle class and maybe finally actualize the dreams and the promises enshrined in our founding documents. But that's that's what I believe in. But, yeah, it gets me annoyed that these Republicans are very much funded. Very mu- Is that a word? Very much funded? Uh, I sound like Trump when I say things like that. What are you going to do? The following are highlights from the panel, which I suspect is on video somewhere, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to know how to trump the race card and talk to your family members without fear of being called a racist, he asked. Tell them you are a Fred L- Frederick Douglass Republican. In Is it that simple? Also, he has two books available that you can buy. Let me explain. Frederick Douglass is the key to appealing to blacks, Latinos, women, and young people. How? He offers the answer. Answer to, to the diversity inclusion problem, a way to defeat vile and malicious attacks on the, from the left. They call us a racist. We back up. We, they want to humiliate us. They want to intimidate us. At this point, a man comes in dressed as a revolutionary soldier carrying a giant yellow don't tread on me flag. Meanwhile, okay, if this, this is the guy who's writing this article, who is, uh, well, it's a woman, Alexandra Petri, is painting a picture of this panel at CPAC. That's another thing, as she's saying, as this guy was... Speaking, in comes a man dressed in, in a in revolutionary garb, with a "Don't tread on me" flag. The fact is, let's get let's get it real again. And any Republicans who happen to listen to this, here's the truth: or conservatives, the conservatives they wouldn't be dressed in revolu- revolu- uh, revolutionary soldier garb. They would be on a boat back to England or they would be wearing red coats because the conservatives were not the revolutionaries they were the loyalists the the ones who believed that the the king and his intergenerational aristocracy were the, the natural rulers over over us over everyone so give me a break it was the progressives who were the revolutionaries, the liberals, the normal people of their day, who understood, who believed. These, that's a, that was real progress in a world that had thousands of years were, that was under the thumb of intergenerational aristocracies. It's a real radical idea to say we don't need no stinking aristocracy. We don't need a stinking king and his and his heirs to rule over us we're going to rule ourselves with this radical thing called democracy or republic okay 
but give me a break. That's what uh, really irritates me about the stupid conservatives on top of everything else is because they're just such filthy liars. And we know that. They lie about everything from a hurricane to the fact that they're, they're uh, revolutionary soldiers. They would not be revolutionary soldiers. Put yourself in the shoes of, of people, of the colonists that would go, uh, of that day. Imagine yourself. You're in a colony of Britain that is, has long, thousands of years. Your heirs, your, I mean, your ancestors came from Britain. They were ruled by different, uh, well, actually, not just Britain. I'm just saying, in fact, well, the country was founded on uh, immigration. So there were many different people living here. In fact, I don't know if I, was, I mentioned this, but uh, I was just reading about the colony of New Amsterdam, which became New York. Uh, they had, uh, it was a small colony. This was in the 1600s, but the, the, there were 17 different languages being spoken in New Amsterdam. That's because we are a nation of immigrants. But anyway, if you're living during the days of the revolution and all of a sudden these pamphlets are flying around of talking about common sense, how it's common sense that we don't need an aristocracy and a king to rule over us. He's not our natural lord, that this is tyranny, that we should rule ourselves. Then you, if you're a conservative, you're like, F that. That's what conservatism is. It is, don't change. As What's-His-Face said, uh, you know, who's that? Buckley. William Buckley said, conservatism stands athwart history yelling, stop. Don't, you, you don't kid yourself. You're not a patriot, conservatives. You are the antithesis of what it means to be a revolutionary soldier. It's the progressives that, that said, yeah, fuck this. We don't need a king. And then they, part of that, what did they do? They went and they went the, with the Boston Tea Party. They threw, what was it? Uh, what, what is tantamount to a million dollars of corporate loot into the water. So it's basically they committed a, an act of, of vandalism against a giant multinational corporation. So that's the truth. So don't tread on me. It, yeah, I mean, come on. Give me a break. The, the, and the conservatives throughout our history have always held us back, whether it be in the Revolutionary War and up until sla uh, yeah, we abolished slavery. They, they, the reason we had a civil war was because of the conservatives. Who, who stood athwart history yelling stop it was only, it was hap it was going to happen in fact the founders knew that that was one of our original sins in fact i can't stand well they say the original sin, sin of this country was slavery but that kind of negates the original original sin which was genocide so we've had a lot of original sins and the uh, the the conservatives have had a real hand in that. Slavery was being abolished all over the world. How? When would it? Have t would it? Would the conservatives have done it themselves? Would we still be living in a slave society if it weren't for the for the Civil War? 
with many, most other countries on earth, I don't know of, of another one, maybe I'm misinformed on this, but I, th I think that we're the only country that had to have a bloody civil war to resolve that question. Every other nation, as far as I'm, as I'm aware, were able to get rid of slavery with the stroke of a pen. So we had, because our conservatives who stood athwart history yelling, stop, no, you can't have our human property because, you know, that's conservatism in a nutshell. They don't want to evolve. They don't want to change. Everything is, this is normal and natural. As they said, as, as Vice President of the Confederacy, Andrew Stevens said, that's the, the cornerstone of the Confederacy was that the, I'm just paraphrasing, the black man is not equal to the, to the white man. So that's conservatism. That's what they, you know, they, that, that was bullshit. We all, people knew that. They understood that. Frederick Douglass, the reason the, that Frederick Douglass was a Republican was, was because the Republicans of the, of that, of the 1800s uh, were a progressive party. It was a progressive party started as the antidote to the entrenched Democratic Party of its day. And that's why for many years, the black people were dedicated Republicans. They voted Republican. And in fact, it wasn't until FDR when the vote switched. And I can't remember who, it's, who said it particularly, but they said they, the, the message was your debt to the Republican Party has been paid meaning you can now vote for a Democrat, or that was the message that the, the black people were telling each other because it was, you know, as far, with all its limitations and due to conservatism. The New Deal helped black people, but the fact is it was, uh, there was a lot of racist bullshit in there because of the uh, compromises with the Southern conservatives. So there you go, whatever. These fuckers. But th don't tell me, I mean, I'm just so, this whole, oh, he walked in with it. What does it mean to, for these people to be walking around in revolutionary garb? I mean, really, is, does it mean, oh great, remember that, the, that day, those times when we can own other human beings? Is that, is that is where it goes? I don't know. Because it's not about progressing. It's not about actually being free from an aristocracy. You're not free if, in a country, if, you're a, if this is a democratic nation of laws, a democratic republic, okay, nation of laws, then uh, how, is it, how are we free how is this really a constitutionally limited democratic republic if we vote for things that would never come to fruition because the, those who actually pull the strings don't like it? Like, for instance, background checks on gun purchases, whatever. The fact is 90% of Americans want background checks on gun purchases. We don't have it because the NRA, the, the, the puppet masters, the, the funders of the GOP don't want it. So give me a break. You so this idiot walking around as a with a, in a revolutionary soldier. What uh, it's so the it's so ridiculous. That's why um, the Democrats really need to re 
take that uh, and own the, uh, the mantle of patriotism. Finally, again, we are the patriots. We truly are the patriots. Progressives, liberals, normal people. We evolve. We are capable of evolving. We're capable of looking at ourselves and saying, this is working, this isn't working. We have empathy. We don't want to leave people behind. That's what it means to be a patriot. We open the door and say, we have freedom here. Yes, you can all have it. We're not like ripping people, babies from their mothers so, uh, to, to, to try to dissuade people from coming here. That's, it's, that, that's the kind of shit a friggin' British loyalist would do. Because the loyalists, if they were loyal to the crown, they, King George was limiting immigration to the states because he, didn't, he wanted to limit the power of the states. That's what, that was really the, the tactic behind it. And that was one of the charges against King George, that he was limiting immigration. Let me see. I think I have it somewhere. So what do you... I mean, when these idiots are talking about their patriots, please, they're just... They're, they're hypocrites. They're morons. They're, they're posers. They, they, they don't, it's not that they're patriots. They don't even like democracy. If they were patriots, they would be outraged at the behavior of the representatives, the so-called representatives, that they vote for. The gerrymandering. Even when, when, uh, when George Bush, the first, I mean, the second, when he, you know, stole the election, I was outraged about not just the the fact that it went on, but that some people that I knew who were Republican were were celebrating the fact that George Bush was president. And I said, you should be just as outraged that the Supreme Court stopped the vote count. Not that you, you shouldn't be celebrating that you won, quote unquote. This is a terrible precedent for democracy. I, I mean, honestly, if the shoe was on the other foot, that's the thing. That's the difference between that between Republicans and normal people, because we understand. I wouldn't be happy that we won. We don't win by cheating. You know, when we lose elections, when normal people lose elections, we assess why did we lose an election. We go and we we try to maybe uh, frame our argument a different way. We don't think about going out there and suppressing the vote of the opposition, that never comes into play. It's so fucking ridiculous. Wait a minute. Oh, man. I think I just deleted this. I had this... I had the... uh, Oh, boy. I think I hit trash by accident. Anyway, whatever. Let's see. King George... Immigration Declaration. Yes, America's Declaration of Independence was pro-immigration. Here it is. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for, for naturalization of foreigners. 
refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. So he was stopping people from migrating and naturalizing in the United States. And that was one of the reasons the, the, the patriots, the progressives, the real, the normal people took up arms against the British loyalist conservatives and their intergenerational aristocracy and king. These fuckers, you know, I mean, get a look at yourself, Republicans. That's what's so irritating about them, besides everything else, is that they, they don't, it's just be yourselves, for Christ's sake. Stop pretending. It's say who you are. Say, I believe that certain people really shouldn't have a seat at the table. I believe that immigrants, you know, are scum. I mean, they're basically saying that. And that... The, in spite of the fact that I that I am in uh, uh, the first generation, one generation away from an immigrant, but whatever, I'm white, right? I mean, I'm saying I'm talking as a Republican. I'm not talking as me. But you know, just say that. Say who you are. At least in in other countries, if we had a parliamentary system, like for instance in Italy or wherever, they have a fascist party. It sits down and and it says, "Hey, I'm a fascist." So at least be yourself. Don't start, don't pretend who you are, but that's, that's how I know we will win. That's because we are on the right side of history and the right side of humanity. That's why Republicans have to constantly pretend that they're us, that they care about people, that they're, that they care about democracy, that it's all about representing the people when it's not. If it were, they wouldn't they wouldn't be gerrymandering, rigging. They wouldn't be celebrating and acting like they have a mandate when they have when they receive fewer votes. This country is under tyranny right now, the tyranny of the minority. Because we have the other thing that the Republicans say when they they defend the electoral college and they defend their behavior, limiting people from voting, voter suppression tactics and whatnot. They're always talking about what well, with the voter suppression tactics, they say, oh, well, we, we just love democracy. We just want it to be, uh, uh, make sure it's, everything's on the up and up because we're such Democrats, you know, we're not Democrats, but we're such, uh, we love freedom and, and voting and all that. And, and when it's not, it's about suppressing the vote. So, Everything that they talk about, it's, it's the opposite day. If only they would just come right out and say, but that's, and as I was saying, that's how we know we're, we will win. Because we are, we, they, they have to pretend to be us, to, to get away with what they're getting away with. But when we know they're full of shit, they don't believe in democracy. They don't think everybody has a seat at the table or deserves a seat at the table. It's the rich. That's it. That's who they serve. And they will destroy democracy to, to and once and for all, that's, what's, that's the end game here. And whenever they talk about the, um, their vision of what America will be, it's, it's exactly the, the, the kind of system that the founders fought a revolution to escape. And we need to really spread that message to other normal people 
because when they talk about the government being, all right, the government, small government, right? What does that mean? It's, when they're talking about small government, that it means giving power to the, to the rich. That's about it. And the, and when, for instance, uh, charity, when you need, if we don't need a social safety net because that's what the church is for. You should go and, and uh, go to the church and ask if you fall on hard times. That's the system the founders fought a revolution to escape. Where a democracy, we, ideally, we have, we are, because we're in this together, we vote to help each other and uh, it actually strengthens society when people don't fall through the cracks. You don't have to go, uh, it, you know, because we're a free country that that recognizes the free exercise of religion. You don't need to go and beg a priest or sit through a mass or whatever to, to get charity if you need it or to get a hand, you know, a hand up. But the, uh, everything that they talk about, they, it's, we've seen it before. We've seen what the world that they want to rebuild, and it was the Dark Ages. Make no mistake, that's the world they're rebuilding. And the rich will own everything, and the and everyone else will will have no uh, no rights, no seats at the table. You'll just be lucky if you find a decent lord to serve. And who will be the lords? They're not. These are the corporate the corporations. It's it's not going to be like the old days. You're not going to go beg the duke for uh, for you know if you're if you get sick and you can't work in the fields, you have to go beg the mercy of the duke or whoever is your lord to have mercy on you and let you stay on your land or help you perhaps sometimes. You know, you find a, you found a kind-hearted person to serve, the lucky you. But for the most part, throughout history, the, you, the, the, the people, the average person, was nothing but uh, just kicked around by the whims of these, uh, you know, of the Donald Trump Juniors of the world, like Nero and, uh, you know, uh, Caligula, uh, because they were born on third base. Well, they were born hitting a home run, half of them. Nero and Caligula and all these people. I mean, the, it's, uh, that's why we, we had a revolution. That people want to, that's what freedom is. People want to be free. They don't need to, they don't want to be, uh, on the, you know, uh, living on the graces of, the, of their betters, quote-unquote. But that's, what, they, that's the, what the Republicans are doing. And sometimes it comes out, like when Mitt Romney said, when, during, when he was running for president, <clears throat> he said, you should get as much education as you can afford. You see? That's, that's the old way. That's the system the founders fought a revolution to escape. That's why Thomas Jefferson was, uh, you know, proud of his accomplishment of founding the University of Virginia. It and education, believed in education, and ed- an educated populace was necessary to have a free state, a free democracy. So, you know, this is the stuff that we need to teach, teach children and, and remind each other of. But when you don't have a common story, when you have Republicans out there talking about, you know, they're all fine with everybody being homeschooled and because they don't want you to learn the common story. 
of the American experience, what it means. What is America? What, where did we come from? Why are we a republic? What, what, is, what happened? What's a British loyalist? What's, I mean, no, people don't know these stories. You think you learn that? It, taking a test on, in, uh, I mean, now in uh, homeschool or whatever, they're not learning that. Like when I, what, what's that fucking show? That, uh, that 19 Kids and Counting show on uh, TLC? I mean, putting aside the, the how, how vile it is to even have 19 children in a, in a, in a society that uh, is overpopulated as it is. But that these are these people believe that Jesus is coming back, and they all homes they're all homeschooled, because, you know, they don't want to learn. They don't want to go to uh, the vile public school and learn all, all about gays having equal rights and women those uppity bitches being, uh, you know, they should be home having babies, having more babies. And anyway, but this is, that's the, that's the Republican world. They think that's, you know, you're free. Okay. I guess he, that's the difference here. Let, let me say, okay. You're, they, these right wingers are constantly complaining how we're always shoving things down their throats. Right. And speaking of the, the Duggar family, 19 kids and counting family or whatever, that's the difference between the liberals and conservatives I and well you know conservatives and normal people the fact is no one is going in to wherever the damn Duggars are the 19 kids and counting place telling them that they can't have 19 kids that they can't do you know like teach their children these 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 things these stupid things and uh these archaic backwards things, right? But they're the ones that are lobbying and constantly trying to make, for instance, to inflict their, their ideology on us. Of course, they're not telling us that we have to have 19 children, but they are trying to limit access to birth control and trying to ensure that gay people don't have the same rights to a legal marriage contract as they do. And they, you know what I mean? So it's really as in keeping with everything else, every day is opposite day in the right wing. It really is. They're the ones shoving everything down our throats to the point that we're, that the earth is, uh, you know, on the, on the verge of uh, being in, I can't say that word every day of being inhabitable. I can't say that fucking word. You know, that it's an uninhabitable planet. We're on the verge of an uninhabitable planet. There, I said it. Right. And yes, uh, as uh, them going after abortion rights, if you don't like abortion, it's the whole thing. It's like, if you don't like abortion, you don't believe in abortion, don't have an abortion. Don't inflict your ideology on somebody else. You don't know what's going on in someone else's life. And, I, and with Republicans, I always say that it, there's the other hypocrisy for them. The, of course, they're hypocrites. As, long, as the day is long, as the night is, is dark, these, the Republicans are hypocrites. That if you don't 
like abortions. Who likes abortions? Nobody. Nobody's like, we, I need an abortion. Yay. They, then, if you don't like abortions, then support policies that actually limit their number. So we know what is reality-based, what actually limits the numbers of abortions. So support universal health care, universal higher education, living wages, retirement security, all of these things, family planning, uh, reality-based family planning, sex ed, reality-based sex ed. All of these things reduce the numbers of abortions, but they don't, you know, what they want to do is reduce, they want to reduce the numbers of women. They don't want uppity, bitchy women. And they're living, you know, and this is why they're dangerous. I'm trying to find this um, because we're on the verge of an uninhabitable planet, right? I have to say that word very slowly. So yesterday, like for instance... And it's a re- and it's reality. The world is overpopulated. We uh, the 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 where it's going to get worse. Where the the um, you know refugees, climate refugees are. It's just going to exacerbate the already serious problem. And it's when you have so-called representatives who aren't who don't even believe that it's happening. And then you have these right-wingers who are pretending to care about babies. or well, They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about babies, okay? If they did, they wouldn't be separating babies from their parents. They wouldn't be, I mean, for real. It's like they don't care. It's all about, it's a strategy to them. So like yesterday during the CNN had a climate change debate with Democratic candidates and Bernie Sanders. So he, one of the questions, I'm just reading this article here. Presidential candidate Senator Bernie Sanders, this is from Real Clear Politics by Tim Haynes. Bernie Sanders um, answered yes and spoke about abortion when asked at a CNN town hall event Wednesday night if population control would play a part in his administration's policy for dealing with climate change. This is, quote, human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. An audience member asked, empowering women and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact. Would you be courageous enough to to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address a climate catastrophe? The answer is yes, Sanders responded. And the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have the right, have a right to control their own bodies and make reproductive decisions. And the Mexico City Agreement, which denies American aid to those organizations around the world that allowed women to have abortions or even get involved in birth control, is totally absurd. So I think, especially in poor countries around the world where women do not necessarily want to have large numbers of babies and where they can have the opportunity through birth control to control the number of kids they have is something I very strongly support. So that's, that's, um, you know, that's common sense right there. But Republicans go nuts 
talking about, oh, abortion and climate change. They don't even believe in climate change. And now, look, Bernie Sanders is saying we have to have abortions to combat climate change. No, it's about reality-based family planning. And and we know for a fact when women have the right to control their bodies and we have the right to control, uh, you know, when women have equal rights or, or at least a seemingly equal rights where women aren't suppressed and uh, put into potato sacks and, uh, and kept off, uh, you know, kept in the house and unable to drive and all that other shit. The, that the population actually goes down because, you know, women are doing other things, not, not just having babies, not just baby machines. So, but that the fact is he's a hundred percent correct. Yes. And they, it's true as hi-fi get says on the hi-fi guy on, on the chat says they will twist his words because, well, they'll do that anyway. So as, uh, as Buttigieg says, we should, well, who cares, really? Let them twist. We have to continue to move forward. They're going to twist. That's just what they do. And so whenever a right-winger says to you, uh, calls you a baby killer and goes on about Margaret Sanger, this is, these are the arguments. They talk about, oh, Margaret Sanger hated black people she was trying to uh to get rid of black people eugenics and are you kidding me trump is is a uh, is all for eugenics now it's a debunked pseudo quack science that these racists still hold on to trump is all for about genes right but and so they talk about that uh there's a black genocide with abortion bullshit the f- they and there they are again pretending to care about they say uh, a certain population when they don't give a shit when they're, all they're doing is passion is trying to push this agenda of theirs that has nothing to do with uh with caring about oppressed minorities and everything to do about entrenching power so oppressed minorities have uh, even less power to do anything about their situation. So, you know, this is what we're dealing with. And uh, so uh, what else was I going to talk about? I'm looking at the time here. Let me see. Yes, he does. Trump thinks he has superior genes. And in fact, he, I can't remember where I saw it, but he was talking about, he's, he has, there's him on tape all over the place. You can see these quotes and watch the video of, of him basically talking about how he has great genes and that, like, uh, comparing himself to a thoroughbred racehorse, how, you know, you when you buy a, a, a thoroughbred, you, wanna, you look at the lineage and because that's th- that's who he is this is, it's the same thing that these right wingers are they argue is so horrible when uh, talking about you know when they're trying to twist twist things so you know when right now right here twitler believes that he's he's got superior genes and we have him on tape i'm just trying to find the article here where he says let me see 
Trump's father instilled in him the idea that the family's success was genetic, according to Trump biographer Michael D'Antonio. The family subscribes here, here it goes, to a racehorse theory of human development, D'Antonio says in the documentary. They believe that they are superior, that there are superior people, and that if you put together genes of a superior woman and a superior man, you get superior offspring. Really? Like, like who? Like Tiffany Trump? Like, uh, like Donald Trump Jr.? Wait, hold on. I'm just looking for this picture. Where is it? Oh, my God. I wish I had known I was talking about this. Let's see. Trump Jr. Because there's this picture of Trump. Anyway, whatever. It would have been funny if I had it quicker. Trump Jr. Wait a minute, guys. Oh, here we go. He's single, ladies. <laughs> I know, this is really going to be anticlimactic when I get out of it. <laughs> hey, ladies. Let me, actually, you know what I could do? I'll do this. He's single. Oh, wait, where is it? You can't see that. That's my screen that I'm looking at. For some reason, it didn't show the image that I was looking at. I'm learning as we go. I'm learning the uh, ins and outs of this annoying program. Here we go. And I don't mean this program. I mean the program called Ecamm that this program uses. Look, <laughs> that's your superior genes, everyone. Hey, ladies. He's single. I mean, really, Beavis and Butthead Trump? Those are your superior, that's your, those are your thoroughbreds, right, of, of humanity. These assholes who, I mean, and not only, uh, I'm not, whatever, you know, I'm not walking a catwalk myself, but the fact is I'm not walking around saying I have superior genes either. And the other thing that is disgusting about them, because they're not only vile as people, they're as just on the outside. They're vile on the inside. That's what makes them truly disgusting. The, 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 the fact that Trump Jr. makes things dead as a hobby, that's, that, there's something very disturbing about that. I believe, honestly, that uh, there's no reason for big game hunting. Why the fuck are you big game hunting? This isn't, this ain't, you're, you're not Teddy Roosevelt. This ain't, this ain't the uh, 19th century here. We, I mean, enough. You want to go out on a safari, you want to hunt an animal, quote unquote, take a camera, take a picture. You want to sneak up on an animal and get, catch it in its natural habitat, take a fucking picture of the animal. There's no reason to, to hunt an animal. Then that's, there's something sick about that when you want to make an animal dead for fun and then you pose by its body it's disgusting and now as we know that that's what 
these these filthy thoroughbred racehorses of the Trump family. That's what they do in their spare time for fun. They they're disgusting. I'm trying to find this picture now. I can't find it. But um, there was a picture of Twitler Jr. with it was a beautiful ram and a beautiful white ram and it almost looked like it was alive but it was dead he made it dead and the only thing you could see was the blood dripping down the front of its of its chest as donald trump junior held up held its head up with a with a fucking cheshire cat grin like any sociopath. What is the difference between that? I mean, I understand he's a, it's an animal. What's the difference? Of course, yes, it's an animal. It's not a human being. But it reminds me of a sociopath or, or a psychopath who kills human beings. They, they take trophies. They want their trophies. They get a purient pleasure out of taking the life of another human being. And they, these are just as sick, these people, of course, not, all right, it is an animal, but they're getting that same purient pleasure. And we know that serial killers and these psychopaths, they often start their, their crime sprees with animals. That's one of the telltale signs of someone who we need to really look out for as a danger to the community as a danger to human beings by the fact that they abuse and murder animals. So that's vile. I, I, don't, I don't see why we, would, why we should encourage that kind of behavior. And it should be illegal in a sane world. There's no reason to hunt these, these animals. There's absolutely no reason. They're not eating them. They're not using them as, uh, for, for any other reason. It's not like they're living off the land. They're shooting them dead for no fucking reason, except they get they get a thrill, and then they pose with the corpses. What is? I mean, there's some there's very sick. That is sick. And now Trump, what with as far as we used to have some standards, you know, because we uh, I've spoke about it before. Not just the shooting of the hibernating bears, which is disgusting enough, but now you can import the the these big game, which is nothing but animal parts, um, into the country. It used to be illegal. Right? So now we have, because, you know, Donald Trump Jr. wants to hunt and wants to make things dead for fun. Well, and not just Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump Jr. They want, they like making things dead. This is the person that we are supposed to trust with the welfare and well-being of the humans uh, that they are supposedly representing. I know that Donald Trump Jr. is not an elected representative, but isn't he some kind of mouthpiece for the right wing? And, you know, he's an advisor to Twitler. <sighs> these, these people are vile. So, yeah, the United States has moved to allow hunters to import big game trophies including elephant tusks and lion hides acquired in certain African countries with approvals granted on an individual basis. How vile is that? I don't know. Am I wrong here? I'm like, this is disgusting. And of course, they always portray it as they're doing, you know, the, they're the great white, white hope. 
of the the indigenous people that they're helping the them in their economy and whatnot as if you know oh they they all they use the meat and they use but and it's all bullshit they're not they're, they're not doing it for conservation purposes it's so disgusting anyway get a get a real hobby that's your hobby i don't understand really i really don't get it Officials that said at the Fish and Wildlife Service will change how it evaluates imports for certain endangered species across, across Africa, not just elephant trophies. Rather than evaluate lion, elephant, bantabak, which is a type of antelope, antelope trophies, on a nation-by-nation -nation basis, the agency will now consider imports of these animals from six African countries on a case-by-case -case basis. I mean, everywhere you look, right, from... Everything from retirement to taxes to air to the environment to animals. Everywhere you look, if it suffers, if it hurts, if it makes someone disturbed, if it causes pain, they are all for it. That's the Republican Party. Does it... Does it offend the sensibilities of a normal human emotionally mature adult or uh, emotionally stable human being yes oh good let's do that that's the republican party in a nutshell does it and, and that's why they have to hide what they do that's how that's why they have to pretend that they're normal they have to act like oh that they care oh we're patriots we're we're doing it for you. We're doing it because we want to save Social Security. We want to save, we want to make Medicare. We want everybody to have Medicare. Not, we forget Medicare for all. We don't want Medicare for all because that's Medicare for none. That's their party line. Medicare for none. Yeah, so giving Medicare to, uh, opening up Medicare to the entire population, that's Medicare for none in their fucking sick ass minds. So it's like they have to pretend they care. Meanwhile, these are the same people that throw a party when they kick people off of health care. So, you know, these are the people that no matter what people say, uh, I mean, and I've, I remember speaking about this before. Like, for instance, Chris Christie, when he was the governor of New Jersey, the, his population, they voted on... Um, stopping the gestation crates not that uh not that there's a lot of pig farming in new jersey veto gestation but it's it's an inhumane practice that the in fact other countries on earth including england they it's completely banned so if you have a it's it's horrible that these sows are put in these crates they can't turn around they're just impregnated again and again and these are intelligent creatures they're smarter than dogs so what happens is the 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 pig ends up just banging her head against the bars it's self-mutilating it's horrible and this is what we're treating treating other creatures like and republicans don't give a shit they they don't it doesn't matter how people how we treat other species we and they don't seem to understand that the way that we treat other creatures is a reflection on who we are 
We're the ones with the power that, to put them in a cage. And we decide. It hurts our soul that when we put them in a where they can't, like, for instance, with the chickens, can't raise their wings. That was another thing with the Republicans. They want to cram as many chickens together as possible. So they just, they go nuts and they peck each other. And that's, then you get to eat all that pain and suffering. So, but the Republicans don't care that they don't, they don't seem to understand that it is a reflection on us, the way we treat the creatures who are completely at our command and disposal and who have, who are giving their very lives for human sustenance and they should be retreat, should be treated with respect. we disrespect them is a, is a reflection on us. But Chris Christie, of course, he when his the people an, an overwhelming majority voted to to make these gestation crates illegal in New Jersey. Chris Christie vetoed it because he was sucking ass on the Ohio pig farmers that you know he needed their support because greed is the only Republican value. It's not patriotism. It's not don't tread on me. It's not uh, democracy or republic. It's not education. It's not uh, anything that they pretend. It's all it is is selfishness and greed. Greed is the only value to a Republican. So, yeah, what was I? What what was the name of the show? I forget. The other thing. Okay, well, well I, I I was gonna go harp on Biden again. <laughs> should I people are like it's circular firing squad time no because so last night at the at the CNN town hall with all the Democrats and Biden was caught again uh, I mean this is another reason why I think he's not the best candidate it is a primary process you know what I mean so he what it it came out that and in fact they they asked him about it that he was he took a vow not to take or pledge whatever the hell not to take any oil lobbyist money that's wonderful but that's that that doesn't mean he's not taking money from from big corporate lobbyists and let's see oil lobby it ended up he's going to a fundraiser with this oil lobbyist hosted by an oil uh, fossil f- fuel company. So I'm not sure if he said, because he said that he was, if that was true, he wasn't. And let me just play the clip. Hold on. I know that you signed the no fossil fuel money pledge, but I have to ask, how can we trust you to hold these corporations and executives accountable for their crimes against humanity when we know that tomorrow you are holding a high-dollar fundraiser hosted by Andrew Goldman, a fossil fuel executive? He is not a fossil fuel executive. I'm he, he, he is not a fossil fuel executive. And the fact of the matter is that uh, what we talk about is what are we going to do about those corporations? What have we done? And along, everywhere along the way, well, for example, I've argued and we've and pushed for us suing those executives who are engaged in pollution, those companies who are engaged in pollution. I've never walked away from that. All right. So do you really believe that he's talking with the corporate lobbyist or whoever? I'm trying to look who this guy is because they're saying 
that he's he's not on the board. He's but he's on he he is a founder of this company apparently. But this oil he was on the board. Now they're they're really splitting hairs. But do you really believe that Biden is talking to this Andrew Goldman person about how how they are going to limit corporate power? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? So, um, as, so as of 501, because Biden said that he was going to, to look into it. All right, let me just play this. Because then later on in the, in the CNN town hall, he was asked by, um, what's his name, Anderson Cooper about it. Mr. Vice President, uh, or, uh, Isaac earlier mentioned that the fundraiser, uh, I do want to clarify, uh, Andrew Goldman, uh, the guy who's uh, one of the co-sponsors of the fundraiser, uh, he had a company called, he was a co-founder of a company called Western LNG. He currently doesn't have day-to-day -day responsibilities. So What I was that. told by my staff is that he did not have any responsibility relating to the company. He was not on the board. He was not involved at all in the operation of the company at all. And But if that turns out to be true, then I will not in any way accept his help. But my point of the fact is that the, the point I was told by my staff, and we check every single contribution. That's why we don't send, we don't list them immediately. We go through every contribution to make sure that we are not accepting money from people we said we wouldn't or we shouldn't. So anyway, I'm looking at the, ch at the chat here. I see Hi-Fi guys having, he's yelling at me, stop with the priority tests. And don't forget, Bernie took NRA money. Okay, that's, I mean, yes, we know that. And Bernie actually... The other thing, that's one of the reasons I believe that Bernie is probably more, uh, who probably better positioned to reach across the aisle, as, as Joe Biden always says, that he will, he could garner Republican votes because of the fact that he, if, you know, I mean, he's not, I don't think, uh, for the proliferation of assault weapons, but the uh, I don't. This is part of the reason why I think he can make common ground with some of these right wingers, because he came from a state that uh, where he was, I suppose, looking out for his people. And I know that was a vulnerability, according to the Hillary Clinton campaign. They were attacking him on his. Uh, let me see. It said as far as how the National Rifle Association helped get Bernie elected. A few days before Election Day in 1990, the NRA sent a letter to its 12,000 members in Vermont with an urgent message about the race for the state's single house seat. Vote for the socialist, the gun rights group said. It's important. Bernie Sanders is a more honorable choice for Ver Vermont sportsmen than Peter Smith, wrote Wayne LaPierre, who was and still and still is a top official at the NRA. That was odd. Sanders was the ex-hippie, ex-mayor from Burlington, running as an independent because Democrats weren't far left enough. But that year, he was the, he was the enemy of the NRA's enemy. So Smith had changed his mind about a ban on assault weapons. The NRA and its allies wanted him beaten. They didn't much care who beat him. It, it is not about Peter Smith versus La Bernie Sanders, LaPierre wrote, according to the news coverage. It is about integrity in politics. 
Today, Sanders is a senior senator and a candidate for the Democratic presidential nomination, drawing a huge, drawing huge crowds. Let me just see what year this is. This is in 2015. So, uh, with his calls to break up the big banks, increase taxes on the rich, and make college free. The election of 1990 launched him. When Sanders won, he became the first socialist in Congress since the 1950s. That campaign also marked the beginning of Sanders' complicated relationship with the issue of gun rights. The one area where Sanders' Democratic presidential rivals have been able to attack him from the left. As a candidate in 1990, Sanders won over gun rights activists, I mean gun rights groups, by promising to oppose one bill they hated, a measure that would establish a waiting period for handgun sales. In Congress, he kept that promise. That dynamic served as an early demonstration that, despite his leftist persona, Sanders was, at his core, a pragmatic politician, calculating that he couldn't win in rural Vermont without doing something for gun owners. That the gun vote brought us down, said Julie Shaler, Smith's 1990 campaign manager. She said she had warned gun groups that, in the long run, Sanders would prove too liberal for them. The gun groups would say to me, we are going to put him in office for one term and teach Peter Smith a lesson. Then we're going to vote Sanders out. You won't get him out. He's one of the best master politicians I've ever come across. So, yes, we know. Anyway, so that's, I understand. I'm not, uh, I believe that Bernie is more, like it says here, a pragmatic politician. And I don't, and I don't think that in New York he would have voted you know, this way. And this, we're talking about, this is in 1990 as well. So it's a long time ago. And the other thing is, okay, uh, as far as the, it's not a, it's not a purity test for, for Joe Biden, because there's, there's just a lot there. If it were, if it was only that one thing, it, yes, I guess we would say, okay, we're splitting hairs, but there's a lot there where he's vulnerable and that's why i don't believe uh, he's the best choice it is a primary process i don't believe that if he is the nominee i don't believe that he's going to motivate people to he you know to get out and vote i i know i will vote you will vote we will vote we'll all vote for him but this is it will uh, i'm afraid of a repeat of 20 of uh you know 2016 i'm a that's we had the most um qualified candidate supposedly who was going to beat twitler who had on the day of the election it was on the huffington post they had uh her uh, they had the two candidates tw uh twitler and hillary and Nine, it was over 90% that he was going to, that uh, Hillary was going to win, I remember. And here we are, because in those, those states, those electoral college states, he's, that's, uh, that's still stand. We're, it's still un, we're still under those rules. So they know that. The Republicans understand that, that they, it's not about, you know, we, we can win the majority of votes and still lose this election again. We have to overwhelm the vote. It, for Democrats to win, 
we understand this because of the gerrymandering, because of the voter suppression, and now the Electoral College, we have to overwhelm the votes. And I believe that we're going to do that only with candidates who have an inspiring message. So, and well, it's not just about going back to the grand old days of Obama, which weren't that great. I mean, yes, yes, we love Obama. But the fact is, he was a moderate Republican. The country is suffering from a severe case of oligarchy. And if we do not get it back, we're going to be done. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that I'd, if, if we have a politician who wins, if, let's say, all right, unnamed DLC Democratic politician, let's say Amy Klobuchar wins or whatever, somebody who is a moderate, who doesn't, who wants to go, um, you know, who has an all of the above climate change policy, who promises that nothing will change, who goes to Wall Street and promises nothing is going to change, who has no problem with money and politics, who has no problem with the income disparity, then the, believe me, the next time we get a Republican in office, which will, it will happen, they, it's go, he, he, and it will be a he, will be a capable fascist. So we're, I don't know, this is, I believe, our last shot to, to right the, sh- the ship estate. Yeah, and the overwhelm, you need money. Yes, Ber- and Bernie has the, the, he is not raising as much as Joe Biden because Joe Biden is going to big corporate funders. But here's the thing with that. Bernie has more individual donors to his campaign. And that's actually, an, that's a plus over the, the big corporate donors because the corporate donors can max out immediately. You cannot keep going back to that well. Whereas Bernie can go back to his supporters again and again and again. He has far out, out beaten everybody as far as the amount of individual donations. And it is still early days. So, I mean, if the best that they have is I'm not, I'm not Trump, I mean, that's not good enough. It's just not good enough. So, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, we'll keep talking about this, I'm sure, as it goes on. And, uh, I mean, we, we had, it's, I saw the countdown recently. It was a little over a year till the election. So, we got a, we got a, we got some time. It's gonna, not time, not a lot of time, though. We're, but we do need to pick the correct candidate candidates to to win and i believe those candidates have to be people who understand the problem what we're up against and you know for a fact now of bernie's um stance on guns is not going to be the same as it was in 1990 and we we know that for a fact i'm not sure off the top of my head right now what it is but I'm sure he's not going to be like, yay, assault rifles for everyone. He's not taking any corporate money like Elizabeth Warren. That's a plus. That, because what's going to happen with Twitter? 
he's going that's what he's going to say i'm not take well and he he is having these big fundraisers now but he's going to present himself whether it's true or not as the as the populist again as for the people i mean you know he's full of shit anyway all right guys i see the time what did I imply in my trash about Bernie's vote? Is that me you're talking to, MR? Um, I don't know. We'll talk about this more later. I'll be back on Saturday. We'll see what happens tomorrow. This has been a week of more time than I thought I would have, so it's good. And when this happens, I like to jump on the show and we'll get together and we'll continue to have this conversation we're going to uh please guys i see okay mr says no not you tara don't fight each other we're we all want the same things ultimately we're in this together this is a primary process we're going to have feelings about it so let's remember that uh we're in this together and our goal is to beat fascism ultimately so we're gonna beat it's not just twitler we're, we're gonna beat twitler but we also have to beat the the entire apparatus that he rode in on otherwise the next fascist that gets in office i'm gonna be too old i'm gonna be tired it's gonna be very difficult to to do anything about it's going to, the entrenched power is going to be even more entrenched than it is. So, all right. So if I don't see you tomorrow, I will see you Saturday for sure. From 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And as I always say, we stick together, we win. And we're in, you know, it's a primary process, but we are still together. And we will win. We will figure out how to do this together all right and we won't leave anybody behind so thank you for hanging out and we will see you i'll see you soon we'll just say it like that i'll see you soon my name is tara devlin